0: I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. In this segment of The Lord & Richard Show, I'm going to be talking to you about a biblical principle we find in Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. It's really a principle about giving and generosity that applies to finance. As you know, here on The Lord & Richard Show, we're constantly talking to people who are concerned about events out in the world that are out of their control and looking for a sense of safety, security, And these events that we see so often are threatening to damage or harm your retirement and your financial future. And so what we do at Lord & Richards is we help you build a plan to achieve financial independence, and we do it from a biblical point of view. And so that's why we're talking today first about what it means to honor the Lord with your wealth through your giving. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 say, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Colin, I don't have a barn or I don't have vats for the most of you. Some of you may, but I believe we're talking from an agricultural perspective what it means to receive blessing, right? If you were a farmer, if you did have a vineyard, these would be signs of blessing that your barns were filled with plenty, and your vats were bursting with wine. And we can take that in our 21st century context, and whether you're a farmer or whether you live in the city, we can apply that. Let's start at the beginning. Honor the Lord. That's the goal. That's principle number one of Lord and Richards. Our five core principles begin with, fear the Lord. Put him first. And then it says, honor him with your wealth. Something we all know, maybe you've sung the little chorus over the years, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. And we know that. Everything that is created, all created things, belong to God. They were created for him and by him. But he entrusts to us material possessions to test and prove us, as well as to bless us. And so when you and I receive uh, money or possessions, material things, those are a sacred trust between you and God. Secondly, it is an honor, if you're seeking to honor God, to give back to God what is already his. Isn't this an amazing thing? God gives it to you, trusts you, to simply give back a portion to him. That's pretty easy, right? God places it in your hands, and then you're simply asked to be faithful with that and use it for his glory. As a result of that faithfulness, you can expect, number one, plenty. The passage says that your barns will be filled plenty. That gives to me the idea of not only a lot, but enough, right? Uh, You know how it is when they're passing the the, uh, plate of potatoes around. The second time you said, no, I've had plenty, right? I'm full. I've had enough. My needs have been met. And in the same way, when you are a faithful steward with what God has entrusted to you, he'll make sure that your needs are met. The Bible states clearly that God knows your needs and he will supply all of your needs. Secondly, not only enough, but more than enough, right? Enough to share, enough to be able to be a blessing to others in your life. So as you learn to give and be generous with God, He will so bless you that you're not only able to be faithful in what He's asked of you, but you can even have more to be a blessing to others. And then you're going to find in time, like the passage says, your vats will be bursting, Your vats will be bursting more than just enough, more than having a little bit more to give to others, but literally bursting, overflowing with blessings, God's blessings. And that's not just material, although it starts there. Many times we see that God will not only allow you the opportunity to prove your stewardship, make sure that you have enough, plenty as a result, but also fill you to overflowing so you can be a blessing materially to others. This goes far beyond it because the real test is spiritual, right? The Lord said in the New Testament that where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Your possessions really are where we kind of stake out what is ours, what is important to us. If I go next door onto my neighbor's property and start building a building, we're going to find out real quick that he really values his property. And I'm being regarded as a thief, as somebody trying to exploit that property for my own good in the same way the things that we possess materially are often a window into our soul based on how we use those things and so spiritually not only will god provide you enough plenty to share but you'll be bursting the lord jesus said in john 7 37 he said that we would literally have rivers of living water flowing out of us and he was was of course speaking of the holy Spirit but this is how the Holy Spirit uses us. He takes a human instrument and uses us to be a blessing to others, not just materially, but also spiritually. So again, our principles are many here. Honor the Lord. Make sure you're a good steward. Be faithful with what he's entrusted you. Obey what the Bible has to say about giving back to God through your church, through missions, through other means. And then make sure that when you do that, you have an eye of doing it from a generous standpoint. The New Testament also teaches us that God loves it when somebody's a cheerful giver, and that word literally means hilarious. It means just laughing, enjoying it. If you're doing it grudgingly, if you're doing it because you're required, you're really gonna miss out on the blessings, both materially and spiritually. So let's be generous, let's learn how to give. And then as we turn our eyes then to what's going on in our world economically, what's going on in our portfolios financially will bring a whole new refreshing perspective. Sometimes it's challenging, I know, when the world seems to be falling apart, when everything goes bust, which is kind of the title of the program today, it's kind of hard to keep that positive outlook. But from a spiritual perspective, it's just another test. It's another opportunity to display God's glory by being patient by being generous even in the place of your own uncertainty. That's one of the powerful principles we saw with the Macedonian believers that were giving generously towards the Jerusalem Christians who were suffering. We read about this in the book of Acts in First and Second Corinthians, how they gave out of their own necessity. Those kind of people are going to be blessed. Their barns are going to be filled with plenty. Their vats will be bursting with wine. So as we turn the corner, I just want to remind you that the most important thing that you can do is put God first, and then secondly, working together, utilizing the wisdom that we find in the Word of God, as well as the wisdom that we're, we're taught to learn from the world around us, let's build a plan to make sure that you're in a position to do that kind of faithful giving, and to be that kind of blessing to others, and to reap those rewards. You know, for us at Lord & Richards, it starts with just a conversation, sitting down to talk about your goals and your needs and then helping you develop a plan for financial independence so you don't have to worry. You can retire without fear. You can remain retired without fear. You can look forward to retirement without fear. And then from that position of financial independence, you can do amazing things for God with the bountiful resources He's placed at your disposal. It just starts with picking up the phone, chatting with us, letting us visit with you, hopefully be an encouragement to you. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, president and founder of Lord and Richards. And in this particular segment of our show, we're going to continue our theme, uh, which we've entitled, When Everything Goes Bust. And we've already looked at it in a prior segment from the perspective of what the Bible has to say, how to bring a generous spirit to that. But today, we're gonna talk about what it means to um, face the uncertainty in our world, especially right now in our stock, our equity, and our bond markets, okay? So when you own a stock in a company, you share in that company's good fortunes, whether up or down, whether good or bad. If you own bonds, you also somewhat share in that company's fortune. You've basically lent money to that corporation which is paid over time. Usually those two markets really respond differently. They're quite a bit different. Uh, Portfolio managers tend to use bonds to mitigate against losses that might occur in stocks because they move in different directions frequently. This is generally. Generally speaking, they don't go down at the same time. Right? You don't typically see the whole stock market go down at the same time that bonds are going down. And normally we see bonds as something really less volatile than stocks, right? Stocks, equities, uh, having ownership in a company is a more volatile, a little bit more of a wild ride compared to lending, which is considered a more stable platform and also may generally have lower returns, although there are certainly ways to invest in bonds that yield higher returns. But what's interesting is that for the first time in almost 50 years, with data going back to 1976, both stocks and bonds have come into correction territory at the same time. Let me explain what I mean. First of all, a correction is loosely defined as when a market, stock market, bond market, an index or a stock, when it goes down more than 10%. When we reach that threshold, now we're in what we call a correction. When we see that same index, that market go down more than 20% or 20% or more, we typically call that a bear market, right? So we have corrections in bear markets, and bear markets can go much further than minus 20%. Well, what we've seen is that our stock market has reacted dramatically to world events in a way that we did not see during COVID. All the optimism seems to have deflated out of the stock market. But the problem is, instead of Uh, enjoying the relative peace and safety of bonds in our portfolio to offset some of those stock losses, people are seeing their bond portfolio also go down. So instead of kind of a counterbalance, both are dragging on the portfolio. This is affecting everyone who has used bonds as a strategy to mitigate risk. Uh, Articles are coming out left and right. We see the S&P has gone down It was nearly into bear market territory recently, but about 15% at the time of the article that I'm referring to, you can find it in Business Insider, and it came out just, oh, uh, the first part of May, 2022. And it's highlighting this unique uh, unforeseen series of events. Uh, The U.S. Aggregate Bond Index down, is also down over 10%. So to see both of those indices, the stock market index represented by the S&P 500, to see the bond market index down as well from its high. And then here's the real kicker. A lot of times folks will move into long-term bonds issued by the government, considered some of the safest investments in the world, to. Further decrease uh, volatility in the portfolio. And that's, you know, a treasury is a really safe investment, right? We call it a a risk-free investment because it's backed by the strength of the United States. Whole other conversation there. But as a risk-free return, it's supposed to be stable. But that's if you buy the bond, you hold it to maturity, you get paid your interest, and then at the end, you know, you're done. But in most investors' portfolio, you don't own individual bonds that you're gonna hold the whole length. You need some liquidity. So you own baskets of bonds in mutual funds or ETFs, which are called exchange-traded funds and so forth. Well, the problem is that the value of those bonds are dependent upon the price inside of those funds. and. Right now, we've had a situation where the government has been raising interest rates to combat inflation. So you've got a one-two punch. We've got inflation up over 8.5%, and we've got the government raising rates, albeit very late, according to Ben Bernanke, too late, in order to combat this inflation. So we're leading probably to a recession in the near term. Very, very hard to have what they're calling the soft landing in our economy with the rapid pace of interest rates going up. And you're seeing this everywhere. The cost of a home is much more than it was just a year ago, not only in price, but also in your monthly payment reflected in your interest rate. Over 5% now for a 30-year mortgage compared to less than 3% not that long ago. Really amazing. And here's how it works. Here's why your supposedly safe bond portfolio isn't looking as good. If you have a bond and the interest rate that it's paying you is 5% and somebody comes along with an equally safe bond and they're going to pay 6%, suddenly your bond doesn't look so attractive. As a matter of fact, the value of that bond's gone down 20%. So you're going to have to sell at a discount if you want to get money out of those bonds and use it for other things. In other words, to create liquidity, you're going to generate a loss. That's a 20% loss. And that's exactly what's happened on long-term treasuries. uh, 20-year treasuries are well represented in the market by an ETF called the TLT. And you can look it up. It's been down over 20% year to date. Wow. What an amazing turn of events. And over the last few years, we've just seen hit after hit after hit where things are happening that people have not been expecting at all. And here's the reality. What we need to do is instead of relying on just the age-old advice, you know, have about 60% of your portfolio in stocks and about 40% in bonds, and you should have a reasonable degree of risk, what we need to do is start with a great conversation about risk. And this is what happens when folks visit with us at Lord & Richards. We sit down and we use some really carefully prepared exercises to help you determine how you feel about risk, not what we think you should feel, and then guide you to a portfolio that can actually keep you within that risk and not just fictitiously, right? Just throwing darts at a board and hoping it works out. Here's the solution. You need non-correlated assets in your portfolio. That's the truth concerning bonds, stocks, and their supposed balance. That balance sometimes goes way out of whack like we're seeing now. You need to add in something else, right? It's kind of like a two-party system in investing. It seems like we've gotten stuck. There's a lot of articles, you can look them up, that say the 60-40, 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio is dead. Well, I don't know if that's the case, but what I think is that the 60-40 portfolio is generic, it is not tailored to your needs, and it needs to be adjusted to reflect how you feel about risk. What if we could add into your portfolio assets that don't move up or down just with the stock market, they are completely non-correlated, and in addition, they're principal protected. See, this is a key piece that most people are missing. We know what it is to put money in cash and keep it safe, We know what it is to put in stock market and bond market and take risk, but what most of us have never learned how to do is to achieve safety and growth or opportunity on the same dollar at the same time. And the wonderful thing is that this has been available to people like you and me, not just billionaires, not just huge hedge funds, this has been available to average investors, moms and dads and uncles and aunts and so forth, for decades now. The tools are there and we've been using them at Lord & Richards, and we'd love to show you how you can use them to reduce risk and still keep the opportunity for growth. It really just starts with a conversation. You know, as we talk to people just like you every single day, what we've been wonderfully able to do is sit down, visit, learn about your goals, and develop a comprehensive written plan so that you not only achieve those goals, but you do it in a way that doesn't cause anxiety and fear. It really just starts with a simple conversation. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Hi, this is Colin Richards, and you've tuned in to The Lord and Richard Show, and this is a program uh, where we teach you how to develop a plan for financial independence from a biblical point of view. You know, as we meet with clients every single day, we're teaching them how to develop a plan that, well, it's not just like the plans that you used or the investments that you used during your working years to build up and build up and build up, but a plan that also can be with you for the rest of your life, to make sure, to give you a sense of certainty and peace that you're never gonna run out of money before you run out of life. And in today's volatile markets, it is incredibly important that you develop what we call a written risk management plan. There's so many areas of financial planning, healthcare planning in case someone gets severely sick, tax planning, that's an area of specialty at our practice, estate planning as well, income planning and so forth. But what we're focused in on today, in this uh, little series called When Everything Goes Bust, is how to develop a plan that can deal with markets even when both stocks and bonds are down at the same time. That can be really nauseating as an investor. And it really starts to reveal the difference between money managers and financial planners who know how to incorporate non-correlated tools, principle-protected tools that can still grow into your portfolio to decrease the volatility, to give you a a greater sense of peace of mind. Let me give you an example. If you have a portfolio, and let's just use a round number, let's say it's got $900,000 in it. You say, do you only work with people with $900,000? Absolutely not. We'll work with people at any level, but I can do quick math on this. And let's say that we put a third of that in a more traditional market-based portfolio. Now, at Lord & Richards, we use some really wonderful tools at our disposal to decrease risk. We call it institutional risk management. That means we're going to utilize institutional risk managers to try to put a floor under your feet and decrease the volatility. But let's say that that 300000 has risk in it. And let's say during a severe market, oh, it goes down 15%. You say, oh, that would really hurt. I, I, you know, my risk tolerance is way lower. Well, wait a minute. Let's say we put two thirds of those dollars that you have in the portfolio in a principal protected place that can still grow. And in this case, we call it principal protected market linked investments, okay? And there's a variety of those. But we add those two together during that same down market because it's not correlated and it also has no risk, it gets a zero. So you got a minus 15 on a third of the money and a minus zero on two thirds. What is the overall downside? That'd be minus 5% if you average it out. Well, you say, well, I can stomach minus 5% a lot more than I can minus 15. Sure you can. The main thing is that as mature investors, we have to be prepared to deal with liquidity. And dealing with liquidity means having a long-term mature outlook. See, what we found is if we can take a portion of your dollars, get them safe and sound, generate a low guaranteed return, and then from that guaranteed return, after getting the money safe, getting the low interest, take that low interest and leverage it for your benefit, we can cre- create a tremendous opportunity for growth on a safe platform. You see, this is something most of us just don't see in our portfolios. We've never been made aware of it. You say, well, I've never heard of that. Well, if you had looked back in time at 1987, you would have seen articles about the first what we call market-linked CD put out by Chase Manhattan is what it was called at the time, and Chase decided, look, we're gonna we're gonna try something new, and we're gonna take a nice principal-protected certificate of deposit. We call them certificates of disappointment. We're gonna drop that into our our um, our mix, and we're gonna take the interest and go out and buy options get real aggressive. They're gonna leverage that interest and try to turn maybe 2% into 3 or 4 or 5 or 10, whatever it is. And whether the specific tool is designed to generate a lot more interest or just moderate returns, the idea is this. As you go into an uncertain market, while the other portion of your portfolio, maybe that third, is experiencing some volatility, the feeling of financial independence comes when you have a portion of your portfolio that has no downside but still has the opportunity for growth. It just means that your liquidity is gonna be somewhat limited. You're gonna have uh, limitations on how much you can take out, whether that's a tool issued by the bank industry in the form of a CD, whether it's uh, uh, issued by the insurance industry. Whoever is putting forward the principal protected tool will have some limitations on how much money you can take out Why? Well, because in order to get that money safe and even generate a small return, you have to give them time. So that's the maturity that we're talking about, giving time, but you know what? When you give these organizations time, you can really generate some powerful results. So not only can we mitigate risk on the downside, reducing dramatically your exposure to the losses of the market, but we then also have the potential for really interesting growth. You know, in our financial plans, what we do then is take this tool and put it into a written risk management plan, right alongside with a plan for healthcare, taxes, estate planning, and income, so that you never run out of money before you run out of life. That's where the feeling of financial independence comes. Financial independence is not just math, it's not just a number, it's how you feel about what you have and your ability to spend what you need to spend in order to meet your needs as well as a little bit more, in order to be a blessing to yourself and to others. Let's have a conversation. I would invite you to visit with us, learn more, sit down, and really have a discussion about your goals, your priorities, and your needs, and how we can help you achieve financial independence. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-592-1040. Again, that's 720-592-1040. I'd love to chat with you about how you can achieve financial independence from a biblical viewpoint. Or check us out online at LordAndRichards.com. Investment Advisory Service is offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.